0: Time is a flat circle, and Valar Mogulis, everyone. Uh, Welcome to another side quest episode of Men of Low Moral Fiber. Uh, These are the episodes where we take a little detour from our main adventure of just playing old LucasArts video games, Uh, and we're talking about a single topic, usually uh, a TV uh, TV show or a movie or something that that came out a little more recently. Uh, We try to loosely connect it to to what we normally talk about in some way or another, so we'll do that in a couple ways today. Uh, And today we're talking about the most recent HBO sensation, Westworld. And while I wouldn't blame you if uh, if you were looking forward to the sequel to the 95 classic Waterworld, uh, that's actually not the case, unfortunately. Uh, but hey, they, you know, they did make a pretty good entertaining show, uh, despite that fact. So uh, let's dive in. I'm your host, Ben Helms. Uh, and with me, per usual, is my thought-provoking and challenging co-host and big brother, Jason Helms. How's it going, man? So I guess just throw out my Waterworld notes, huh? Yeah. No, yeah. no reason to bring those. All right. Although All right. you did see the Kevin Costner uh, cameo, right? It was great. That was that was great. That was, that was really good. Fantastic. I wish he hadn't been just
1: sitting there naked
0: uh, behind a <laughs> glass on in the other other room. But uh, I mean, that's Westworld for you. It was a weird show. We'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, so today we're we're also joined by a special guest, uh, our a longtime friend Jorge Castellanos. Uh, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, but give me a minute. I got to get out of this wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, <geez. laughs> Man, we did a lot of research on the wrong show. Sorry. You know, not an audio
1: medium. You don't need to really wear the wetsuit. We really should have clarified oh. that. Oh, Sorry. can you just
0: mute your screen? Just turn your screen off or something? That's, oh my gosh. Distracting. God, so, so raisiny. Oh man, he's been in that <laughs> wetsuit for a long time. <laughs> All right, anyway, uh, Jorge is joining us today. Uh he is a film lover and art advocate. Uh he's worked uh, a few jobs in the in the industry over the years. Uh and you've had a, a big impact on me personally. I know Jason as well. Uh just on our views on TV, film, music, uh and just art in general as we've grown up. You've known us for uh oh, 20 years, something like that? Is that right?
2: Pretty close to that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and over that time you you know, we've had thousands and thousands of conversations about Uh, different movies we've seen, books we've read, that kind of thing. So you've shaped a lot of that. So uh, anything we say wrong, we'll just blame you, if that's okay. Keep it on. Uh, I can take it.
1: You're you're basically our our Arnold, slowly guiding us towards sentience. And um, What's that voice in my head? Someday we'll get there.
0: (laughs) Exactly. All right, so we've all watched the show. We'll do our best to not say, oh, spoiler alert, because everything's a spoiler. And we'll also do our best to not say, and this is when so-and-so did this, because again, if you're listening to this, we assume you've watched the whole first season. Uh, we've already shared a few thoughts on it, but the finale aired this week, so we figured this is a good time to kind of get together, hit record, and kind of see what comes of it. Uh, so let's uh, start out. We have a lot of places to go. Uh, but Let's start out the very first episode, um, maybe even the second episode where we meet Jimmy Simpson's character and he, you know we kind of follow a character in their first dive into Westworld. Uh, and we're not going to do this all chronologically, but I'm just trying to find a, a jumping off point. So um, I wanted to start there because that's kind of the first time that Jason and I noticed the really strong connections to to video games, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I felt like the connections were were kind of most explicit there. Um, yeah. With, uh, with William walking in and, you know, choosing his outfit and it's almost like the character creation screen in a video game where you oh, choose totally. which hat you want and everything and yeah. all of the violence and the shooting and everything it felt like you know a lost episode of grand theft auto um but i think the connections really did continue throughout the show um just in you know a little uh less obvious ways that we'll probably hit back on uh, as we continue
0: yeah I, th- I liked it because my favorite part of video games is making my character like i was the kid who bought um Whatever, NBA Live 98, and just like made my character, and then like made you as the center, and then made Jorge as like the point guard of the team, and like spent like the first three hours just making characters. So when he was going into Westworld, it was the first half hour of the show, or whatever, I loved it. And then when you get into Westworld, the town, or the town of, I don't know the name of the town it exactly. <laughs> uh, And you know, you're like, Hey, you can do these side quests, adventure things. You can go, you can just like go shoot people if you want is very Grand Theft Auto in that way. That yeah. was like, this caters to anyone. You can do any video game type thing. And then it gets into the deeper questions of, you know, when again, Grand Theft Auto, when you can do things with prostitutes, you can just murder random people. You can do these horrible things. It gets to the question of like, when does that become morally wrong is it when it's a video game is it when it's you in vr doing it is it when it's you your actual person surrounded by robots doing it because what they were doing seemed wrong but what i see in grand theft auto doesn't seem wrong yeah so where where does the wrongness start jay well i
1: i think <laughs> with the if we had to boil the entire show down to a single sentence it would be yeah. these violent delights have violent ends um okay and of course that's describing what we're seeing is some pretty heavy violence in in west but I think they might be pointing to current violent video games and saying, you know, if we continue this arc out, where does that lead? These violent delights have violent ends uh, in terms of just making us more violent people who actually don't care about other human beings as much.
0: So you're saying echo the dolphin is, is where we should be headed. That was instead pretty violent, of where man. we are now.
1: That was, that was pretty heavy. <laughs> echo the dolphin. Wow. I forgot about that game.
0: I do, remember uh, I do like running into though, the rocks. Occasionally that was pretty violent, but I do like the idea though of you,
1: going to actual Westworld and spending the entire time playing dress up in the lobby.
0: Um, <laughs> totally. Just to a awesome. video game
1: experience. Like, well, but what if I'm all in blue instead of the man in black?
0: Like that'd be cool too. Right guys. Am I good? Am I bad? Who knows? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll touch more on the video game stuff, but that was, that was definitely the first connection we wanted to talk about.
1: Um, let's tackle just the, the kind of difficult question of what did you think? Did you like it? Where was the
0: security camera? Oh, that's not a difficult
1: question. (laughs) Because I've read quite a few reviews and um, some people liked it. Some people didn't. um, But people tended to have strong feelings and it didn't tend to be like. That's true. It was fine. Uh, (laughs) It seemed to be here is everything that's wrong with it or here's why you're wrong and everything is right with it. You know, those kinds of things. So here's why you're wrong.
0: Um, Even setting it up, you're wrong. No. I would say, for me, I'm probably more on the negative side. I I enjoyed the I enjoy looking back on the show. It was a very well made, gorgeous, thought provoking show. But watching it was more often than not kind of a slog. It was just kind of frustrating, and I was like, ah, I want characters that not characters that I'm like best friends with. We talked about Jack from Lost. This show gets a lot of comparisons with Lost, and Matthew Fox is that actor and he didn't, he didn't seem like the most relatable or like, he wasn't like a great guy. He wasn't an anti-hero. He wasn't really a hero. He just kind of seemed like cardboardy and and not too deep or whatever. But for some reason he made a great lead character for lost. Um, And I would echo that this show didn't even have that kind of character for me. It wasn't even a character that was like, I see that action and I can agree that someone would make that action. It seemed like so often it was like, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that? Or like, Why are the robots, oh, now they're in control of themselves, and now they're not, and now Bernard's, or um, not Bernard, uh, Anthony Hopkins is controlling them, and now he's not. It just seemed like I never had something to hold on to. There was no concrete, like, this is the world, these are the laws, and now it can dive in. And it seemed like too much of the mystery for me was trying to figure out, like, can they be doing this? Like, Is this a mystery, or is this a consistency error in the writing? Was this like, are there security cameras? Should I pretend to not think about security cameras when I watch this? Like, is that an issue? So aside from that constant, like worrying about how I should be watching the show, um, there was a lot of good things too, but I think I would definitely edge a little bit more on the, the spectrum of the good, bad, maybe like 51% bad, I would think, <laughs> I don't know if the percentage is a good example. <laughs>
1: and and i'm going to be more on the 95% good cool. side you know hugely in favor of it if you'd described the whole thing to me i probably would have said well maybe they could have like player pianos playing radiohead covers that's the oh, only that thing that could awesome. possibly make it better that and was awesome. uh, yep they got that too um so We could get into everything I like about it, but um, I'm much more interested in starting to hear from Jorge. Jorge, where did you line up? And if you could deliver it in a percentage, I think that's the most (laughs) important thing now.
2: I refuse to deliver a percentage here in the season of top 10 lists. Everybody's going ratings nuts. (laughs) Could you explain that bar
0: graph behind you? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, But I would definitely say that I'm on the liked it side. I, Mm -hmm. like Ben just mentioned, uh, felt like it was a hugely ambitious – Mm-hmm. uh show that took on a lot of uh, challenges, if you will, and uh, came up pretty solidly as a result. I mean, its, it's, it's visual scope is refreshingly uh, awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's to the scale of Game of Thrones, which is, yeah. I think, HBO's intent. They're looking for the next generation Epic. GOT, and yeah. that's what Westworld is intended mm-hmm. to be. Uh, and and the complexities of the cast and what they've set themselves up for in the future. Uh, I have great hopes for, uh, I will temper all of that positive with the frustration that I've read a a lot of people seeming to have with it. That is my key frustration is that there was so much invested by the creators on, uh, Getting through the plot twists and right. preserving the reveal train and all of this other stuff that in this day and age of the social media universe being able to dissect any individual uh, episode and extrapolate what that future episode is going to be about and what the reveal yeah. is really going to be Right, uh, it didn't hold up and all at the expense of character development so that I too ended up with very few characters that I could feel fully invested in and that I really cared about what happened to them yeah. and really there's just like three or four uh, yeah. And and in each of those three or four cases I was longing to care for them more than I ended mm-hmm. up caring for them so, and how
1: many of those three or four were
2: robots? I would say three of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, actually, four. Yeah, uh, three and a half. Gosh, were all of them, as it turns out? Uh, Dolores, Maeve, Bernard, Burnhead. and I ended up ke- ke- caring about Teddy. Yeah. So and, yeah. and really, that's about it. I certainly don't care about William. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. and, uh, well, I'll take it back. Uh Characters that got killed by Bernard, uh, yeah. I was invested in. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. The two women. Yep, uh, right. So, and they were great actresses and doing some great stuff, yeah. and I really enjoyed when they were on screen, and to lose them yeah. was really uh, a liability, I thought.
0: Pretty early on in the season, both of them, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I agree. But it that's gives, kind of a nutshell.
0: Yeah. What about and you, guess, Jay? That gives me some
1: hope for the future, and that those two characters, I really did care about, uh, Teresa yeah. and... That's true. Elsie, yes, that right? Thank you. Um, that we'll, I'm thinking we'll see characters like that return.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: yet I think they had to be removed from the show so that at the end of the season, we would say, who did you care about? And the answer would be robots. Maybe so. Oh, because
0: interesting. The, yeah. the
1: entire arc is to get us to this place where, where we're more connected to the robots than to the humans. Um, now, we, we can, I think, disagree about whether the show should be about that yeah but I think that's where it wanted us to be um, there's just so much push I, I saw some critiques, for instance of um you know the twists in the the last episode, especially finding out that William is the man in black, and that yeah. you saw it coming from four episodes earlier, uh, and even in that very episode, you saw it coming for ten minutes before they actually do the visual reveal and make the connection, and you go, "Oh, no way, but no one. Never went, oh, no way, because they knew it at that point. right And my thought, my answer to that is the maze is not for you. The whole thing was not right. about revealing to the audience that William was the man in black. It was revealing to Dolores that her tormentor is also her savior, which was the only interesting thing that was happening there to me. And, and it was interesting. It was exciting. It was just about Dolores' moment of sentience. It was her breaking through of all that automation and hearing her own voice instead of Arnold's.
0: So tell me this then, why couldn't they have had that happen? Because I agree, that was the only, not the only good, that, that was the best reveal of, of the, the last five minutes of the show, of ten minutes of the show. But why couldn't they have had that happen in the end of the first episode, or, or episode three, or something? It just seemed like every single scene with Dolores was her like single tear, like so frustrated that... She has these reveries and random memories, and it's like, uh, I understand that's frustrating, but I don't want to see that for eight more hours.
2: Yeah, I th- I think I agree in the sense that uh, a lot of things that Westworld ended up uh, doing could have taken less time to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read uh, a TV critic saying that he didn't really feel like it was ten and a half hours worth of worthy material that they could have spent a lot less time getting to where they ended up getting. Um, I won't say that. Why did they do that in the, in the first episode? I think, I think you needed some episodes to get a sense of uh, the heinous life that hosts end up living. That's fair. And that you can build over that time, a deepening empathy so that by the end of said time, you have, you're primed for rooting for Dolores at all. But I I agree that it didn't need to take the ten episodes it did right. in yeah, order yeah. to get there.
1: Yeah, and then the, I think the the larger point there would be: well, why the mystery at all? Why make it exactly a reveal? Why not just tell us that William is the man in black and then let us watch Dolores realize it? And I think if there's if I'm going to be a generous reader there, because because I'm you know fairly uh, I can see that reading that makes sense. Um, if I'm going to be a generous reader there, though, I'll say. I think the man in black is the internet community wanting to solve this puzzle. And the joke is on us at the end. This whole thing was not for us. We were supposed to say, but I spent all this time solving this awesome puzzle and it feels like a real letdown. Yes. Like the character that we're depicting, spending 30 years of his life trying to solve something that was a game made for robots that he shouldn't have solved and had no answer.
0: And that, that kind of gets to, and we'll, we, um, I'm sure we've all read plenty of articles. We shared a couple articles with each other, podcasts and stuff. We'll post all that in the show notes. Um, one of the the sentiments I read and that voiced my emotions really well, uh, was that the reveals and, and twists and just kind of the way the story went were either something we all saw coming because the world is Reddit now, basically like you can't, you can't avoid spoilers. It seems, um, And so it was either obvious, we figured it out, you know, because we talked to other people or we just figured it out ourselves or it just seemed, um, uh, unearned where it was just kind of like random. And I guess now Ford's dead, which was, I guess, kind of a cool twist, but wasn't really something that we could have predicted. Not that we need to necessarily predict everything, but it didn't seem like the natural end to the story to me. It just seemed kind of like we're going to do something that no one could expect. Here we go. Because they guessed everything else. It just seemed like, one or the other to me, these two extremes, I was either saw it coming or couldn't have possibly guessed what was going to happen next. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I, although I disagree with that one because that was the only one I saw coming. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I, I definitely didn't see that Dolores was Wyatt. Um, but the moment that he left the gun in front of her and went out, I realized, OK, A, she has to go upstairs now. Now she is Wyatt. I get it. She has to kill everyone. Gotcha. And also she has to kill him. And that's the moment that she becomes free and, and gains sentience this is he's going out on his terms. Um, And the question is how much to what degree does she choose to do that?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I think like you just mentioned, Jay, at that point in this last final episode, I kind of realized that, too. But I don't know if this is what you meant, Ben, but that kind of uh, surprise uh you didn't see coming four episodes ago or, no no, I didn't you know, right. nobody thought that Ford was gonna bite it until right. you know somewhere during the tenth episode right uh whereas there were other reveals that were just like you know so so telescoped it was crazy yeah. but uh but a nothing I got nothing
1: <laughs> yeah no worries yeah, yeah, yeah. um i I wanna talk <laughs> about something else I really like about this show that I think. Yeah. So far, I've been defending it in a way that it's like, here Here are some things that maybe some popular readings uh, could cut the show some slack. Sure. But this is, I'm going to go out on an island, and I think here's where I'm going to be alone. Nice.
0: Good lost reference.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it, the show is full of all of these references to other television shows and movies. Lots of mm. Michael Crichton references, Jurassic mm-hmm. Park. Yeah. Um, lots of Blade Runner references, Terminator references, all kind
0: of stuff happening. Speaking of which... Um, The whole last scene, the last five minutes or whatever, all synth all the time. Super Blade Runner-y. It was just no drums, no guitar, no choirs, just synth on synth on synth. It was synth on synth on synth. It was amazing. Um,
1: Right, and so. that it was doing it in in those kinds of ways, and then lots of um self referentiality the whole thing was about mm-hmm. storytelling. We have the pretentious writer talking right. about how important writing is and how no one gets him, and he's <laughs> the only one who understands all this. He's the genius right um and it's the writers making fun of themselves in some ways, and mm-hmm. I really enjoy that and i That's i heard, read a couple I read multiple reviews that talked about, yeah, that stuff's all great at three a m in your college dorm room when you're yeah, high totally, but why can't you do something more? With a $100 million television show. And my response, and maybe this is because I'm a college teacher who's teaching a class right now on rhetoric and philosophy. Is My response is, wait, that's like the only time in your life that you get to think about that stuff? And yes. just the rest of your life, everything has to be just about character development? Character development is great, but there are shows doing that. And there are no shows for the self-referential meta nerd that I, I just – really enjoy shows about themselves. I think that that's pretty cool too. And causes us to wonder about storytelling. Uh, maybe it shouldn't happen at the, um, at the loss of all those other things, but uh, that that's probably that's, that's what sells me the ticket.
0: First of all, video game high school, very self-referential, a show Third written term. by writers, starring yeah. writers. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe half is Epic. A 10th is Epic <laughs> as this show, but um, great show. Anyway, uh, I think the, the reply, the, The person who wrote that would say would be those conversations aren't bad. The 3 a.m. when you're high in college or whatever conversation. Um, But to what end do we have? Like, what what conclusion did this bring us? I guess you might say, I'm just going to have this whole conversation. You would say (laughs) it's the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'll go for me again. You would say it's the conversations that occur from these experiences. Right. Because I don't think that the show gave us any answers. No. To these, right? It just, it just kind of faced us with these, these issues. Yeah. So then it's the discussion that we have right now, or the discussion yeah, yeah. that you have with your students.
1: Yeah. And, yeah, and that's a discussion that it's very rare for a television show, to, television show to be able to do both of those, to engage in these kind of these big ideas, um, and then also get us to really connect with the characters and have an emotional response to it. Um, mm-hmm. A recent movie that did that, I think for all three of us, would be Arrival. And maybe we can spend some time later talking about that, but, yeah. um, it, you know, it, what I value about art is not the the two hours I spent in the theater, but the conversations afterwards, um, not to devalue the two hours, but I, I love the impact it has on the rest of my life.
2: Yeah, I'll agree with that wholeheartedly. And, and I think there's, there's a lot of value in Westworld because of that. I mean, we're having a conversation about it. We haven't even gotten to the sort of thematic moralistic center of, of the series. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's definitely the most interesting stuff to me is the questions that it poses that reflect on us as a society and us as people on human beings. And you know, what it, it, whatever it, it did to try to achieve posing those questions or stirring that pot is my measure of whether how interested I am or how good I think it is.
0: Yeah. That's a good point.
2: If it's, if it's, if it's just, you know, giving us an opportunity to nerd out with no thematic uh, depth whatsoever, then it's just, I'm going to pass it over. There's plenty of stuff to nerd out on if it's deeper. But this had had some depth to it. It had the potential for a lot more depth that I wish it would have realized, but it left us set up for a season two that I think can try to get into that kind of depth. I think they can put away some things that they were forced into with any first season expositional kind of things, if you will, setting up the world, the situation, if you will. But we can talk about a potential season two later on. But
0: Sure. Oh, and I, I think we can talk about it now.
1: I mean, this is one of the downers of this season is this this season is kind of about how crappy humans are. Um, and it's to destroy that human world and that human viewpoint so that we can have a space for the robots to create their own world and figure out what that's going to look like um, over the next few seasons. You know, it's their world now is the idea. Um, you think so? And that, that's a powerful. Well, I mean, that's what that was a theme in the last two episodes was okay. this is our world. Right. Um, not yours, gotcha. um, which was a great idea, I, I thought. And I, I'd love to see that come out in seasons two and three, because I, I think you can get to the thematic depth you were talking about, Jorge, by doing those kinds of things. Um, it's the revolution's all fine and good, but what do you set up after it? Um, Yeah, I mean,
2: achieving consciousness is one thing. Now that you're conscious, what are your choices in a conscious life going to be about, especially when you've recognized through having achieved consciousness by tapping into the suffering of your memories that you've been abused and hoodwinked by the people that it seems here at the end of season one, uh, you're going to be bent on revenging or destroying or or to some extent eliminating to uh, gain whatever space you need in order to explore your consciousness.
1: And there are various philosophers who would say that the most fundamental thing to humans is our relationship with death, our knowledge that we are going to die. And so one thing I think is going to be really interesting about these people is some of those comments by Maeve about, you know, you've never died. You don't know what it's like. I've done it a thousand times. Uh, So it's not to say that they, they don't have a relationship with death. They have a very, very different one. than than we do. And I think that that'll lead to some, some really interesting conversations in the upcoming seasons.
0: I just, I don't want to get to episode seven next year and not know like where we are, what's happening, which is that, that was the overriding sentiment I had at the end of every episode. I was like, I liked some of these conversations. I loved the acting. I was never drawn away from the scene because of bad acting. Um, sometimes bad dialogue. Um, but it just seemed like I was constantly like forced to extend my, my willing suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Extend my willing suspension of disbelief to be like, okay, I guess like, it's probably me. I'm probably not reading it right. Or maybe I didn't watch it closely enough. You know, I was just like making excuses for the show and om- that was almost always world building parts of it. Mm. Where I was just like, oh, I guess they don't have security cameras or I just guess they uh, will figure out in the next episode how Westworld works or whatever. And it just seemed like I was constantly frustrated with that when I, Again, the conversations that we want to have aren't about that. We don't want to make excuses for the show or be like, oh, you missed it in scene seven where he had on his tablet, it said security cameras are being repaired today or whatever it is. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I keep going back to that because it's the most obvious one. But
1: uh, I just want a piece of of paper that says, you know, (laughs) out of order over the security cameras or something that that we just didn't see in the background. Yeah. The hyperdrive is offline.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So Uh,
1: when you say, Ben,
2: that... uh, you sort of didn't know mm-hmm. where we are, quote-unquote. Uh, what do you really mean about that? You didn't have a sense of – a geographical sense of the landscape, of the the world that was being built outside of Westworld, all of Westworld, including apparently Samurai World, if not so many other worlds. water worlds. What, what do you mean by that? I didn't know where we were.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good question. I, I, I would say yes to, to that, but more than that. So yes to that in the sense that, like, It'd be nice to know, like, are we on a different planet? Are we on, you know, we all live on random planets now? Is this like, are we all in Brazil? Is it like, what is the world around us? It'd be nice to, what is the mainland infiltration is what the last programming thing on Maeve's tablet said. It'd be nice to see mainland, but that wasn't what I was frustrated about. Uh, As much as I do want to experience more of that, uh, the thing I was frustrated about was how does Westworld, how does the park work? How, Mm -hmm. who follows them sometimes... Um, the security is really good and they know exactly where everyone is. Sometimes there's people it. sneaking around and I want to, and sometimes the robots are sentient and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they do it on purpose and sometimes, which I get some of that is that needs to be gray. I get that part. Cause that's such a big part of the sentient. Some of them are sentient. Some of them you, aren't. You um, wanted to know the rules. I want
1: to know the rules. Yeah. This is, this is a, a critique. I, I've heard There's a podcast. I listen to that talks about, um, game of Thrones and one of the guys hates fantasy. And he hates fantasy because he hates magic in fantasy. Everything else he can get behind. <laughs> but once he, you bring in magic, there's just no rules in his mind. I um, I understand that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a fair one. I don't know that it's, it's one we can, you know, knock down here. Um,
0: Lord of the Rings. Why wouldn't one of those giant owls just pick up Sam and Frodo, fly him to the top of Mount Doom, throw the ring in? We're done. You, we don't even have, have to walk into Mordor. Okay, quick, quick aside here. Have you heard the awesome fan theory about that? Please tell me. Please tell me right. it was around in the... Like, is it in the Silmarillion? Yeah, no,
1: this is so solid. First off, I don't need a reason. I'm like, eh, it's fantasy. I'm, I'm just trucking along. Right. No, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't think of that, but apart. they're...
0: Exactly, exactly. That's... I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. I love the the books, the movies, and that's... That doesn't... When I hear those things from people, I didn't make that up. Yeah. It doesn't... It, there's a part of me that's like, oh, dang it, like they should have. But I have enough willing suspension of disbelief that during the film or the book or whatever, I, I don't say I'm not constantly picking these things out. Like it has so, to be pretty strong for me to be taken out of that world and start questioning things. So to summarize
1: real quick, yes. um, at the end of the third movie, Gandalf comes riding in on an Eagle um, and everything's cool. I and mean, it's just like riding on an Eagle. And somebody said, wait a second, we've spent three movies walking across the entire world. Why didn't everybody <laughs> just hit your ride on Eagles, which are apparently like, Right. Everywhere and can take you places. Um, And here's the theory. Okay. The theory is that that was the plan all along. And Gandalf didn't tell anyone because, of course, that would have to be a secret. The way you can put this theory together is where the eagles live in Lord of the Rings is the other side of the mines of Moria. The thing they were passing through right when Gandalf died. Okay. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) okay um to 1958 (laughs) right so when they come out the other sides of the mountains of the mines of moria Gandalf is going to the plan is for Gandalf to get together with the eagles and fly from there he would never dream of making the hobbits walk for three movies that sounds stupid they're gonna get on the eagles and go he just couldn't tell anyone and he waits till the last minute What's the last thing he says before he dies in the Miles Fly you
0: fools. Fly you oh, fools. Oh dude. Because if he had said
1: anything more literal, we all know that Frodo would have said, what, you want us to get to the Eagles? The Eagles? What Eagles? Is that, is that what you want? He said
0: get some Beagles. I don't know. I don't Sam, know.
1: Sam. Sam, where are the Eagles?
0: <laughs> I have so a I, peaceful I, easy feeling about that. <laughs>
1: oh
0: man.
1: Oh, I I I love fan theories when they work out that well. I I have no feeling whatsoever if Tolkien intended that. Uh, that was great. I really doubt it. But
0: I love and that's that fan me, theory. if I, I will never question that again because you said that. Yeah. Because I want it, the movie to be a good experience. I'm rooting yeah. for myself and my enjoyment when I experience these things.
1: Okay, then uh, the security cameras in Westworld. <laughs> but, okay. Are, yes. Yeah. Are having their own revolution. They have also become sentient. And
0: they're helping the robots out. There you go.
1: That's they terrible they are robots too. I just came up with.
0: See, what? and that's why they're robots too. Why couldn't they yeah. literally just say, like, I, I need throwaway lines. I need them. To it, just... it was a deleted oh, scene. Man. So that the
1: uh, the William Man in Black reveal could last for a full 10 minutes. I know, dude.
0: Well, getting uh, back to,
2: to Ben's please. concern about wanting to know the rules, I mean, I, yeah. can, I can definitely agree with a, a certain level of that feeling, you know. I wonder whether you know I'm intrigued by your comment, Jason, about whether this was the plan all along to to keep the part of the audience base that just wants to figure everything out uh you know off its toes or defeat' to a bunch of false information, so at the end they they could say, Hey, it wasn't for you, it was for you know Dolores and the rest of the hosts that need to come awake, and likewise, I mean. We certainly don't know at this point, and I guess we will really never know to a level of detail to answer about, hey, why didn't the security cameras work? But I guess a (laughs) caveat you can always say, things didn't work the way that you would logically think they would because Ford was manipulating everything behind the scenes. Exactly. And he coded the whole world uh, the way he wanted it to, to fall into place each domino at a time.
0: I guess, yeah. But then there's the why did – what about the fact that they found the footage when they're like, oh, maybe I should just look right. for it. Oh, wait. There right. it is. Oh, it's there in front of Like me. it would totally make sense if they're like, we can't find anything. Everything looks fine. Yeah, I'm not and saying Ford, my you know, theory
2: is – or or what I've mentioned sure, is sure, satisfactory sure, sure. in any way. <laughs> right. uh, I'm not satisfied Fair. by that cat right, map, that right. it was, oh, it's all – you can just attribute it all to Ford behind the scenes. Sure, sure. I
1: think the bigger issue with the rules is you should never think that and not because they've answered all of your questions. Mm. I don't want a movie to answer all my questions. First off, that's a boring movie. It's just exposition the whole time. Yeah. But think about let's compare this to another Michael Crichton that was being referenced a lot, which is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, does Jurassic Park have plot holes the size of Mack trucks just as big as Westworld?
0: Whoa, Absolutely. dude. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mack trucks? All right. But,
1: have, but you, have you, triceratops? you yeah,
0: triceratops? Yeah, Triceratops. Maybe, maybe. But do you ever notice them? No. And
1: the answer is no, because you're too enthralled with the movie. Right and Westworld didn't have that, and again, my generous reading is that there was some intention to that, but I think I might be bending over backwards to make that reading. I think it could have been a better show if it was simply more entertaining, a little bit yeah, um, more of that Spielbergian woo, Spielbergian slickness, yeah, um, where it's fun and it's cool, and I'm, I'm just having a good time.
2: And I just read something that uh, you know I, I'm interested how it touchstones to what you're just saying, Jay. Uh, I just read something uh, I think uh, it was a question that Alan Sepinwall, uh, the TV critic, uh, answered on his Twitter feed. But somebody asked him if would HBO have had less problems or would would the fan base have had less problems with Westworld and all figuring out all the reveals and spending so much focus on all of that and not feeling entertained if it come out as all episodes came out at once. If it was a yeah. right. massive Netflix series style. dump and you could yep. just there wouldn't be time to Reddit it between yep. episodes. You'd just binge the whole thing and then you'd experience as as one ten hour experience. Yep. And and then you'd start dissecting it. I don't know. That's that's, really that's, that's interesting to me. That's a really solid point. And I think I think it's true that we would have less of a sense of you know, why didn't they get to that sooner if that had happened? Right. And I'm wondering if, you know, if the creators took all that into, into account, like you said earlier, Jay, and they just said, hey, we live in this world. We live in the Reddit world, and this is going to happen, so let's force it, you know, on purpose. Right. Let's yeah. frustrate the heck out of everybody with these reveals yeah. taking as long as they do and being as convoluted and the rules not being— uh, a parent or whatever. I mean, I don't know if, if I'm giving the creators more credit than they're due, but if they did, wow, bravo!
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And I, I, I think if it did had if it had all come out on one day, if there'd just been a big dump, whether or not people had binged it, there wouldn't be this feeling of why didn't you do this sooner? And I agree and I'm that. referring just to my own experience of, of binge watching, which is I never think that about anything. Um, Even when somebody's had that complaint about a TV show that I watch a year later, and then I just don't get the complaint. What do you mean why yeah. didn't it didn't happen sooner? It happened the day after I watched the first episode because I watched all of them in two nights.
0: That's true. Lost is pretty excruciating if you watch it week by week, like I did. Thank goodness I didn't.
2: Well, and and Lost was before the Reddit world, right? Yeah.
0: Or, yeah. Well, it was before it, most it had, people were aware of it. Yeah, it was before Twitter. It was before a lot of that. Yeah.
1: It had its own following, but it, it was not near the size of what it is now. Right. Uh, So we've talked about one half of things, which I think is uh, the robots' perspective, and we've started to stab at the the humans' perspective a bit. Right with that that comment you were just talking about, if if the man in black is a stand-in for redditors, right? Um, And I think what we're meant to see with the human side of things is that they're becoming robots. Um, William had this quest. Not only did he do a robot's quest, but he did it robotically. You know, he,
0: he had spent no his entire his life. life, his entire adult life doing this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and rather than spending this time to discover meaning and to create right. meaning, he lost all meaning in his life because he was so devoted to this. Um, and I think that's the connection to video games the show is trying to make, which is not necessarily just that video games are violent, but that if you spend all of your time doing them, then you're robbing your life of meaning. Mm-hmm. Um, which could be said of any artistic endeavor as well. Sure. Like video games have the benefit of some addictive properties that are different than reading novels. Right. Um, and so that you can actually lose yourself in them in that way. Um, but some of the, the references Jorge that you might not have caught cause you're not a big gamer were uh, the, the bandit, you know, there's the two bandits yeah. in, I think the first or second episode that killed Dolores's father um, and the head bandit has that handlebar mustache that connects to his beard, those giant mutton chops, and he wears the, uh, what's it called? That hat, stovepipe hat. Yeah. You remember the character I'm referring to, Jorge? Slightly. Uh, Dolores shoots him when she thinks he's the man in black. Um,
0: and, did he ever uh, appear again? Yeah. He
1: did. He Couple appeared times. in the next episode. Uh, the other bandit was pouring milk all over his body and shooting him a bunch, even after he was dead. This was when the robot malfunctioned. And then in the final Episode, he appears standing there with something on his head. That Teddy shoots off of his head a can. Teddy shoots a can off his head, and then one of the spectators walks up and tries it also, and just shoots him in the arm. Yeah, falls over and and he falls down. (laughs) That actor, that Uh, actor uh, was one of the three lead actors in Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto Five, and many of these actions that it has him doing seem involved in that a bit, like this gratuitous causing pain to a robot. Just to see what happens and thinking this that hilarious, that's basically what his character in Grand Theft Auto Five is there for—is so that you can do horrible things to people and laugh about it. Uh, he's the most uh, psychotic of all the characters you can choose. He's the punching um, dummy, basically in the game. Mm. Well, in the game, he's the puncher. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so it's, it's kind of Og a reversal. There is the actor's name,
1: but um, it, but it's amazing because you can yeah. pick him out. And you, I knew exactly the first moment I, I saw him. I went, "Is that Trevor? Yeah, that's Trevor." Um, it's and which is weird because it's a video game, you know, it's not, they use motion capture for it. So there's some connections there, but I'm, I'm going from CGI, you know, I'm not going from a a picture of them. Right. Um, but so I, I think that was a very deliberate casting choice to, to cause us to connect this to video games and particularly to Grand Theft Auto.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right. So if we're done high level stuff, stuffing, um, high leveling, we can start getting into more of the, the kind of meat and potatoes of, of not necessarily when we predicted plot twists and stuff like that, but we could start talking about maybe the the last scene and kind of what we think yeah. season two could be like, that kind of stuff. Sounds great. Um, so, Horia, you brought up the man in black, uh, Ed Harris, uh, when he gets shot at the very end. And he seems to be... he Well, he not seems to be... He smiles, like a huge smile. And that's the last thing we see. And you, I think you asked, like, what was... What does that mean for his character? I can't remember how you asked it, but kind of what, what, was, what was your takeaway from why, the, why was he smiling? Yeah, I mean,
2: I, I think it's the realization of his 35 years quest. He's yeah. been trying yeah. to find a way to circumvent the rules and, and make Westworld an environment where the hosts don't have to live the lie, as he tells Dolores. Yeah. Right. Uh, just before he stabs her uh, <laughs> yep. for the last time. Right. But but that indeed they can fight back and that there's an even playing field, so to speak, between humans and hosts uh, so that this, I guess, Westworld can be this gladiatorial place where the rules are even for both sides, where where it's not, uh, you know, slanted towards humans not ever being able to be killed. Uh, So his Mm. smile there is as the horde comes from the forest uh, and he gets shot uh, is, for me, saying that he's realized his dream. Now, I don't know what that's going to mean moving forward about whether he's really going to be happy with an even playing field uh, (laughs) because it's really not even. I mean, you know, the hosts, I think, have figured out that they can't die. And just because they're shot or or knifed or whatever, I mean, if we if we can take a moment and go to the the post episode uh, little sort of uh, Easter egg that they had there after the credits. Did you guys see that? Yeah. You know, uh, she she cuts her arm off in order to be able to keep fighting. And I think I mean, my take was when she cut her arm off, she was like. Oh, I don't have to worry about you I'm know not pain to death. or death or yeah. anything. It's on.
0: Yep. And the guy started backing away that she was going after. So yeah. Yeah.
2: So you know, it, uh, the man in black might be happy as a clam that he's getting what he wished for, but I don't think he really understands what he
1: what he's getting. I think we yeah. also don't understand why he wished for it. Um, and I think that goes back to Ben's question about you know what does this world look like. Um, there's a reference early on to all disease being eliminated. War is the thing of the past We're yeah, we're, we're in a, some kind of utopian world is where people go to this. Um, there, and we should have guessed sooner that Bernard was a, uh, a robot because his son dies of a disease. And the fact is in whatever time period Westworld said, in, that, that wouldn't happen, uh, based on that one conversation where they said all de- disease is eliminated. Uh, and what I think the promise that Ed Harris sees is for a you know simpler time where you where you could die, <laughs> where where that was even a possibility. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, to, what to, you know to what extremes this world goes into, but um, that I think that was part of the joy for him is is rediscovering death, suffering, some kind of experience like that.
2: Well, I think death is still in play for humans. Uh, I mean that conversation that Dolores and he have. Uh, before he knifes her, uh, you know, where she tells him, you know, how much he's aged already, and that you know, uh, eventually he'll, his bones will go to dust and he'll it's be true. gone and all that. So I, I don't think humans have gotten to the point. Maybe they've eradicated disease, right. but I don't think they've they've become immortal. Right. Whereas you know, obviously the hosts are.
0: Well, that's a, that's another interesting point. Is we, it got to a point in the show where we realized that. Some of the hosts were sentient. What does that look like? How do you get to that point? What does that what does that mean? Not the definition, but you know, as far as like, how does how does a host be go, go from robot to sentient, and what is what does that mean?
2: Well, in the last scene between Maeve and Bernard in the in the locker, the cold storage, yeah. uh, where he he basically tells her, "Hey, this isn't the first time I've woken up." Right. And this isn't the first time you've woken up either. Right. Uh, she asks him somewhere in there, how many others like me are there? And he says only a handful.
1: And he says most so go insane. Maybe, right. you know, okay. so, and,
2: yeah. and maybe we've met most of them, right? Although yeah. maybe Teddy will be one that goes insane. We don't know yet. Maybe Maeve will go insane. Maybe Dolores has gone insane. I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah. But it seems like we've met most of the handful of the <sighs> – the hosts that are as old as Dolores or or, you know, nobody's as old as Dolores, but, you know, as old as Maeve, let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Teddy's been around for a really long time because he's so bit yeah. to Dolores linked to Dolores's story for so long. Looks good. And obviously Maeve and Bernard.
1: Yeah. Uh, for a really long time. Uh, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think. I think that those robots who have realized that they're robots are not the only ones who are sentient or conscious. The more horrifying thing is all the other ones who do not – who haven't realized they're robots yet but are still suffering and dying and experiencing it as a human suffering sure. and death um, in that way. And that's something that um, Ford points to early on when Bernard's talking to him about consciousness and he says something on the order of, you know, it, there is no difference between you and me the only difference is that i created it yeah. it's the same kind of consciousness right and there's no line necessarily you know look let's look back in evolution and say when was it that human beings first became sentient don't pull at that thread because right. you might start wondering if your dog's sentient or the cow that you had a hamburger right. out of and right. that's i think a much scarier question
2: well in a touchstone right. to the title of this, the episode the bicameral mind anyways yeah you yeah. know yeah. We, we've always yeah. had the sentience it's just Getting to a place of consciousness where you realize that the voice, the God voice in your head, is yourself. Uh, yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think moving a little closer to season two, I think that I mean the obvious, what first scene of season two is going to be, the horde of of hosts like running down and like killing all the um, the board members, right? All Maybe. the people in tuxes, and then and then whoa whoa whoa, and then that backing out to another board of people all in tuxes. Watching that happen, and everything in season one was just a game, mm. just a storyline by Ford. It was. Yeah, I'm it, not
2: going to go there. Yeah,
0: nothing. Nothing means anything.
1: If, if that happens, <laughs> I'm unplugging. <laughs> it, it was all a big corporate <laughs> oh, retreat man. to try and get people to bond so exactly. they could work better.
0: Together. It's all a Homer Simpson dream. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, so we did see a little bit. We saw Samurai World, mm-hmm. right? That's kind of the I prediction Samurai that, World. that next season is is either going to be one of two things. It's either, well, a, a, you know, a couple of things, but the idea that it's all going to take place in Samurai World or that there's going to be, we're going to see all of what Delos yeah. is the company, right? All of their worlds, all their parks, maybe visit different people going, following hosts that go to different parks. One of the hints to that is that uh, Maeve, the piece of paper that Maeve uh, has, that has where her daughter is, starts with yeah, World 1. one as to her location park. I think it's world. One. Is it park one? Maybe it's park one. Um, which, you know, obviously they wouldn't say which world that is, I guess, but the idea that there's many, many, many parks just like there were in the original seventies movie, or is it, um, not Michael Crichton. Is it Michael Crichton? book? Uh, It wasn't a book. Michael Crichton. It was a movie
1: that he uh, wrote the script for. And I believe directed. Oh, thank you.
0: Uh, made for TV movie starring Noel Brenner. (laughs) Right. And there was, I think there's Rome world, all these different worlds. So, uh, what are the chances we? Would you guys want to see all of these worlds? Do you are you interested in a story that just takes place ten hours in Samurai World, or do you think we stay with the characters in the world that I, we know?
1: I think that they do a um, leftover season two, uh, cold open where we think it's a different show,
0: reboot kind of thing. Um, and yeah. so
1: we're in medieval world, and we're like, wait, is Game of Thrones on? What's what's happening now? <laughs> you know, they could even make some very direct references to make us think we're watching Game of Thrones. Before a sure. cowboy walks through and starts to try to set the people free from, you know, and, and preach the good word of you guys are robots uh, or however it is that the robots free sure. the robots. Um, what I'd be disappointed by is if they try to do some kind of sequential every season or every few episodes, we get a new world, which I think would be very tempting. And I, I that's the place yeah. where I probably start to ask the question about what are the rules here? Why is it that all the worlds aren't free now? And if so, you sure. need to tell us how many there are. Because we're going to pretty quickly see a, represent- a representative from every single one. And there can't be four. This park has been around for 30 years. Even if Westworld was the first one, there need to be. I don't know. Why can't 10, there be? something? Yeah.
0: A larger and seemingly number limitless resources of creating hosts and worlds. And
2: I, and I hope we see more worlds. Uh, I guess I'd be a little bit disappointed if we didn't. But my whole point of view is... That I don't care that much about what worlds we see and how much we see of them as long as seeing them is at the service of developing these characters yeah. to a greater extent so that I can get more emotionally evolved about what they're going through. If they're just going to show us more worlds to create yeah. more plot twists and reveal opportunities and, and all this other stuff that it's all just more about rules, I don't care. Yeah. I, I want to yeah. be more invested in these people whether they're hosts or not and if if they're going to spend another season's worth like they did in season one of investing in these these plot machinations to the cost of character and emotional attachment then I'm going to be way more ready to check out before the 10th season 10th uh, episodes of season two yeah. so I, yeah. I'd love to see Sarah bar samurai world or whatever or you know, just out of curiosity's sake, but again, in service of other things, yeah
1: yeah no, my only thought about why I absolutely do not want to see a and every season we get a new world, or every three episodes we get a new world, and ooh, that's neat because it's not that neat, it's fine. Um, my My thought about why they wouldn't why they would do it that way is not actually for the plot machinations, but for just the simple cost for budgetary issues. Uh, it's going to cost a huge amount of money any time they introduce another one of those worlds. And so if they're sitting there like, well, we'll let's just all hang out in, in Westworld. There's, there's 12 other worlds, but we're, we're going to be right here. I, I think I'm going to be at least partially... You, you don't want to talk to those other guys every once in a while? I mean, they, they seem like they're right next door. Um, but I'm completely with you on... Now is the interesting part of the show. You know, we went through all this to get to the good stuff, which is going to be what happens to these characters now.
2: Yeah. At least we better. I mean, I think one of the things that is is interesting is just like getting glimpses of other worlds, it would be great to see what's the world outside of of the park, you know, just as a touchstone, uh, you know, Maeve changed her mind and she came back in. She did not leave. And we know that Abernathy, who was downloaded with – all the code necessary in order to smuggle it out of the park. Um he was in the meat locker with the rest of the horde that got theoretically unleashed in the forest. Ghost and, Nation And so I didn't I didn't I don't remember <laughs> actually seeing Abernathy in the forest. No. Um yeah. but I'm assuming that he didn't get out either. Uh right. but if he does or if he did or whatever, uh you know maybe that's the way we see some of the Real world,
0: quote unquote. All right. I got a little uh, lightning round. A couple questions for you guys. Just quick answers. Uh, anything before and that will kind of end with that because we're running out of time. Anything else you guys want to touch on before we jump into that? Not at all. All right. Hori, uh, you brought up a couple of things. Here's a couple of questions that we need to talk about. Um, everyone's dead on the ground. Teddy and Dolores looking at each other after they just killed everyone. This is in some flashback, I think, in the last episode. And a giant wolf just trots yeah. across the screen slowly. Why? Tell me why.
2: I don't have a clue for that one. I don't remember <laughs> seeing a wolf in any other episodes, do you? Right?
0: No.
1: Anybody have a clue? Was, Nothing. Was the wolf not cool? It was cool. I thought the wolf running across the screen was cool. It was, it was cool, cool right. but
2: what meaning does it have?
1: It, it seems that it random,
2: cool. completely <laughs> random. Cool. Guys,
0: Bro, it guys, was cool. Guys, was cool. It was cool. Smoke I, I, I'm confused. I is thought the wolf was cool?
2: a reference to Game of Thrones?
0: Exactly. Is, wow, okay, I like that. I'm in. That's it's where... actually played by the same dog that plays Lady. That's um, where Nymeria went. Oh my, oh, poor exactly lady. There we go. That works. All right. Also, another thing Jorge brought up, uh, Charlotte or was it, who someone was trying to smuggle out. Yeah, it was Charlotte trying to smuggle out the code, right? Uh, from under Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that in process? I feel like they kind of gave up on that plot in like no, episodes. Uh, six. What writer, happened with that?
1: The writer went to the locker room to go right. get her, the locker to go, to go get Abernathy. And Abernathy was gone, had gone into the wild with Ghost Nation. Um, At least that's what we can so, assume, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because Ghost Nation so just, was gone okay. and he was part of Ghost Nation and now guess, they're yeah. gone, he's gone. We never saw him again, which might, you know, they might take that and go with it somewhere. But uh,
1: okay. I think no. he could become an interesting moral quandary for the robots when they realize that he is someone of value. Um He's got kind of a mechanical value in that he's got all the park secrets inside of him, but also now do we consider him a human being or a robot being like us?
2: Yeah, right. and I think he's definitely still in the park somewhere.
0: Yeah, he has to be.
2: Because you know, as soon as Maeve get off got off that train and it left, the power to the park shut down. Yeah. And we oh, know right. he hadn't left before that. That's right. Yeah. Uh so he's he's around somewhere.
0: Next question, speaking of the train, Maeve looks across. The reason she got off the train, she saw a mother and her daughter sitting across from her. Who the hell brings a child to Westworld? What does that look like? That's what I want to know. Is there Echo the Dolphin World that the kid is playing at while the mom's hanging out at brothels in Westworld? What's going on? Is there? Do we have a theory behind that? Is there just like giant ball pit world where the kid was for the past 72 hours? Well, I... He, he, he might
2: be they might have put the kid into some sort of playpen. All right, I'll buy that sure, but it's certainly not on the level of a playpen that's the size of another world and that be, right. can be called another world because right. the train says departing from West World, yeah. And oh, good that's call. it. Thank it you. We're just much, in the West World train lobby,
0: right? Right, right.
1: Okay. much more troubling is we see a whole family in I think the first episode.
0: Uh, I thought a that, whole that. Oh, you're on right. the gasps. inbound
1: train. No, talking to Dolores out in the middle of Westworld and the young son. Oh, that's right. And she's painting
0: by the river. That's
1: right. Yeah. When she's painting.
0: And
2: don't Um, they leave because they're sort of freaked out by the whole thing? Yeah. Because they're too far away from
0: civilization or something. Because what in the world? Right. what are you doing, man? Yeah. Man.
2: And I'm I'm sorry I didn't catch that enough when it actually happened to have the outrage that I certainly do at seeing a mom and her child, her daughter, across from Maeve in the train in the last episode, because I definitely think it's. WTF!
1: It's
0: educational. <laughs> so it's when an I saw—educational field trip. She's homeschooled. I I had assumed that it was part of Ford's um, program or part of whatever her programming, whoever put it there, um, that was basically implanted to not let her leave. It was like, oh, her empathy mm-hmm. filter or whatever is bubbling up, and so she's she can't get on the train because of her daughter, and so it was all program. But then I think it was on Reddit where we we saw the last thing in the tablet that said. Um, mainland, mainland infiltration. infiltration. And yeah. so, assuming that's correct, again, it's one of those things where they could go back on and be like, she was meant to see that. And so the actual pro- program was right under that program. I don't know. But
1: no, there was also the interview with the showrunners who talked about using Steady Cam for that shot to show that yes. she was making a decision.
0: That's true. It um, that was the first time they used Handy Cam on her at all. Yeah. 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 So, that's I, a good point.
1: I really like that scene of her seeing her daughter and saying, no, I'm not going to be
0: just follow my programming.
1: I'm going to rebel against it.
0: Might be the only moment of of hope, at, oh, actualized hope, I guess, Yeah, uh, in the whole show. Maybe that and the stampede at the end or whatever when they're all at the edge of the forest of just like, oh, like it's not all suffering with people that we, with good people or whatever people we empathize with.
2: I mean, I'm still a little actualized. conflicted about why Maeve decides to follow that impulse to go find her daughter when she's expressly in the last scene with Bernard in the in the cold storage, she breaks the control tablet and, you know, is adamant about, you know, yeah. she's, she's making choices that are not her programming and they are her real choices. And she in the elevator with the tech whose name I can never remember, but, uh.
0: There's, there's two cat names, Sylvester and Felix. It's Felix. 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 Sylvester's the other guy. And, Doctor,
2: uh, yeah. you know, she basically tells him that uh, she's not really my daughter and I'm not whoever they uh, have made me think that I am. Right. Uh, and I'm not sure how she gets from there to getting off the train other than some emotional awakening. step that she has because she sees the kid across from her or or the mother and daughter across from her is that what you think jason
1: in her internal monologue what i hear in my mind is she may not be my daughter but she's still a person well i think it's and she needs rescuing
0: yeah part of it is i'm not a mom we're not moms we can't understand what that's like but uh, the thought that i just had is yes i'm free but if i'm free what does that what does that say about me? Am I better than them that I left all of the people that I know and love and hate and whatever, everyone I've ever known I'm leaving behind because I got lucky enough to get out of here. So she's not just going to go save her daughter, but she's going back to save every other host too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'd love to see that fleshed out. Cause that's very cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. So, all right. That was a terrible lightning round. That was like 10 minutes for like three <laughs> questions. Well <laughs> right, Last question. Okay. You walk, you're walking into Westworld. Someone gave you $40,000, for a day in Westworld. And this is, you could only spend them on Westworld. You're walking in, you're getting dressed up. You're about to get on the train. White hat, black hat, what do you choose? The silence is deafening. <laughs> all right, Jorge, thank you for joining us, man. Any final words?
2: <laughs> no, I'm stumped by that last question. I, you know, I, first of all, I'm, I'm not going to show up at Westworld.
0: <laughs> you have to. I,
1: I'm not stuck at all. I just don't me. want my answer recorded got for more other interesting for shows to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Thanks again for for joining us. We had a great time. Hey, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure chatting with you guys. Yeah, man. Hopefully, we'll yeah, have you on again. Cool. Maybe after. I the, hope the audience enjoyed. Yeah. It. Maybe after season two, we'll have you on again. So uh, <laughs> thanks again for joining us, everybody. Uh, if you made it this far, uh, as always, uh, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. And I am a mighty pirate. And these violent delights have violent ends. Oh, that's so dark. Alright, see you guys.